Hello and welcome to Warlocks, a Let's Experiment podcast about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me this week is Mike DeLuca. How are you doing? Oh, fabulous. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. No problem. For those who may not know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Sure. Um, well, Lexa's already said my name. I am a MCP enthusiast. I play in the TTS leagues and I'm a new newly the fourth member of the danger room podcast cool. I, um, I have not caught up on today's episode so that is news to me yeah so uh i am now the fourth member and uh we'll be rotating three of the four people every week to give uh, some of the existing guys a break that sounds like a good plan yeah. as someone uh, who put out 52 podcasts a year that sounds like a good plan <laughs> yes uh but in other words uh, i do pretty well in the leagues i've placed uh, decently high at some of the IRL events, and I uh, just I love this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, as is tradition on the show, I must ask, what character that is not in MCP do you want to see in MCP? Uh, it's a no-brainer. Uh, it's Doctor Doom by a long shot. Mm. Ah. Uh, I just love the pretentiousness of Doom and the elitism, and uh, I just feel like he would just be this big super boss character, kind of like Thanos or Dormammu. Yeah. And, uh, uh, it would be glorious. And I am just excited because Doom will probably bring with him Victorious, who's a character I enjoy. Can't say I've... Uh, you, you, wait, did you say Victoria? Yeah, Victorious, Victoria. I can't remember the exact... Oh, okay. Victorious does not sound familiar to me. Um, It's his like, lead of the guard for Latveria. Ah, okay. Yeah, I've never heard of that character, actually. Yeah, she's she's super cool. I found her through the mobile games, and then she's come up a couple times in the comics since then. And it's just like, cool. I'm down for this. Yeah. Yeah, everything about Doom is great, and maybe he'll bring the Fantastic Four with him. That would be ideal. We'll see. I think he's going to be dragged down until when the Fantastic Four finally premieres. Yeah, I, I could see them doing a fourth anniversary of MCP yeah. and have the Fantastic Four, which would be 2023, I guess. Yes. So almost two, a little less than two years away, if that's the case. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I could I could also see Doom just as a Cabal leader. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I love to do baseless speculation. Yeah. Favorite yeah, pastime. I mean, yeah, I just I think he would have cool like attack types. He's got like the sorcery part of him. He's got energy attacks from a suit. And there's like there's so many like abstract things that Doom is and does that I have no idea how they're even gonna articulate that to rules. Uh-huh. And he is also the best assist in Marvel versus Capcom three. This is very true in the infamous foot dive. Foot dive and <laughs> well, his assist is the missiles. Back. Yeah, the missiles. Yeah. Yep, that, that was one of my major ins to Marvel Comics with Marvel vs. Capcom 3. So, I am well aware of getting foot-dived. <laughs> yep, it's brutal. We're almost to the point where we can play all of Marvel vs. Capcom 3, the ca- uh, Marvel side, in Marvel Crisis Protocol. Now we're missing Super Scroll, Doom. Sentinel. And Sentinel, okay. True, yeah. That's close. Yeah. That's real close, because we recently got X-23, um, who mm-hmm. was one of our missing characters. Uh, we have Jean Grey now. We, we've got our mutant contingent from the game. So yeah, no, it's it's real close. Um, 
Yeah, it'd be fun if someone made some like uh, fan cast, fan created uh, Capcom characters. Uh, if you explore the Discord a little bit, you'll get to the custom MCP channel where I am working on that alongside other <laughs> projects. Of course, yeah. And then if you made some crises that were MCP or, uh, M- MVC related, yes, um, I have only time. made the uh, uh, delayed hyper combo tactics card. <laughs> Perfect. Um. So yeah. Uh, but no, it's, I'm working on two major projects right now. Um, I started on the versus Capcom expansion and have been steadily working on that. I got the Street Fighter cast all done. Um, the five characters I have chosen to start out the World Warriors affiliation. Um, and Fabulous. then I'm starting on the Robot Masters Mega Man expansion. I love it. Uh, but their leadership ability is proving elusive. Um, but then I got distracted and started making League of Legends characters because I watched Arcane. So, <laughs> Mark was talking. Mark Rowe was a, trying to get that get me to watch that show. He just kept speaking such high praises of it. Uh, as a one of my the many things you will get on my Patreon is me being a TV critic. Um, because <laughs> that's just one of my favorite things to do as a pastime and. Arcane was my number one TV or movie of the entire year of 2021. Wow. It's impressive. I have nothing but praise for that, so I do highly recommend it. I'll probably get to it at some point. Yes. People keep recommending it. It it has to be good at that point, right? Yes. Uh (laughs) Um, But yeah, no. So uh, you can definitely find that in... Um, on the, uh, on the Alexa White Patreon Discord, which you can get, uh, join for $5 a month at the, on, on my Patreon. Um, but that is not what we're here to talk about today, but thank you for giving a chance to shill. Uh, of course. I'm, I'm all about it. That's what uh, I'm here for. Who did you decide to bring for us today? Uh... The most uh, flashy and finesse piece in all of MCP, in my opinion, and that's Ghost Spider. Yes. So Ghost Spider is only affiliated with Web Warriors, um, so we will not be doing her there, as is tradition on the show. She's also probably the top end of pieces I will consider power-wise. Um, she's kind of fallen off in recent years, uh, recent months, so she's no longer as taken as she used to be. But at one point, she was one of the top-taking characters in the game. Yeah, I um, obviously I know the premise of your podcast, and I, when you had sent me the what other what other guests have chosen, I'm like, oh, so I, I could just pick good characters. So uh, Gwen is one of my favorite characters to play in this game, and so I was uh-huh. like, oh, it's a no-brainer. Yes, um, a lot of those good characters don't get played played quite as much as Gwen out of affiliation. Someone had Lizard on that list, so I don't know how true that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I this see Lizard may, all the time. This may also be me and my local meta just has not figured out about Lizard yet. Okay, fair. Um, mostly because half of my store all like, I only want to play good guys, peoples. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, Lizard's like- everywhere. He's very good. Uh-huh. But no, she is. Uh, Ghostbite is definitely up there with Lizard as kind of like the top end of what I'm willing to cover on this show. Um, 
But there are a lot of affiliations to talk about. Are there any that jump out to you as things you want to talk about? Yeah, so there's a few affiliations I've played Ghost Spider in that aren't Web Warriors, and I was for a long time. Uh, one one obvious choice is Midnight Suns. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can use the bump from the leadership to give herself a place, and then if you use her uh, melee builder, it's called Spider Technique, you can... Uh, basically get two advances and two attacks after you bump. So it can be very cool. It's like bump, four dice attack, move, seven dice attack, move. And both of those are long moves. Yes. With wall crawler. Yes. Which is always good. Yeah, so that's one place for Gwen. She's really great there. Um, Another place I love Gwen is Mm X-Men. With Storm specifically. Again, the bump. Uh, yeah, Storm Leadership is kind of like Bump. You can jump Gwen off of somebody and then she can kind of do the same thing that I just described. Uh, um, I also love her in A-Force. I wish she was affiliated in A-Force. Uh, you don't get any of the cool tricks, but you can just funnel her power and she can oh, do yeah. a lot of the control stuff. Uh-huh. I imagine in the same way she is very good in uh, Brotherhood for much the same reason. Yes, agreed. Um... Brotherhood's also got a lot of long movers already, so she fits right in. And Magneto's really the only slow character in Brotherhood. Yeah, well, no, and then you just have Mystique affiliation, which she just dashes around the board and keeps people safe. Correct. I, yes. I, I, I am a uh, stalwart defender of Mystique affiliation. I think it's situationally good, um, but it, it's hard to play it if you are have Magneto in your squad already. Yes, and I tend to not play... My, my core tends to be... Uh, Mystique, Sabretooth, and Quicksilver. Going for the uh, the minority picks, I suppose. Uh, long move, long move, long move. That's true. That's true. When I'm Juggernaut this- is almost a long move these days. <laughs> I have not put Juggernaut on the table yet. Oh man, he, yeah, he, he moves. He's a sixty-five millimeter base, which mm-hmm. is huge with short, and then yeah. he pushes himself short. So it's almost like taking a long move. Almost. Yep. Mm-hmm. It might be farther than a long move on a small base. Mm-hmm. I'd have to measure it. Yes, but you can't quite get double long move range to get to another point. No, you cannot. Yeah. Um, Juggernaut can push himself infinite times equal to the power that he has. So he could push himself three times if he wanted to. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not double long move. Mm-hmm. Um. I also want to bring up Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, okay. It's, well, well, she may have, she'll probably have more of a power issue in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, giving her the defensive rerolls when they inevitably target you for as the Gwen player. Um, and go in for Gwen because she's being such an irritant. You can, it keeps her alive longer. And just the combination of winging it, rerolls plus lifesaver can make an individual character very survivable. Yeah, I could see that. Um, obviously, rerolls is not like a surefire thing, but uh, it could be okay. It helps, especially She's for cheap. yeah, especially for a character that does not currently have rerolls. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gwen definitely uh, is not durable. Yeah. So hence why I called her finesse early on. Mm-hmm. She folds like a wet paper bag. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
then there's just kind of like the generic things that work well. Um, I think she's a pretty solid defender. Like, no one complains about being in Defenders. Why would you say that? Um, she is a mono-attack type character, so giving her some flexibility is never a bad thing. And then, um, in a similar way to Bump, but, but a much longer distance, you can use the place off of the portals at, to get started for um, her attack chaining. Sure. They did they did nerf portals now though. Yes. So you'd have to do it later in the game. Yes. But I'm also not that much of a spike. <laughs> Fair. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know how spiky like like spike the, the archetype it, it was. Because you could it was actually very effective. Uh, just killing stuff. Oh yeah. No. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Spike no, is the no, no. archetype that's like the combo the combo person, right? Uh Spike is uh so Spike is uh the type of person who is trying to be most optimized in play. According got to it. Am I thinking of Timmy? Yes. Uh Okay, I got it. No, I think up. you're thinking of Johnny. Dang it. Okay. Timmy <laughs> yeah, is but... big big fungus goes bull. Okay. I'm just got them completely mixed up, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, for those at home who don't know what I'm saying, there is a fantastic article by Mike Mark Rosewater, the lead designer of Magic the Gathering, about the types of player that exists in the game. Um, and generally it's divided into three types, Timmy, Johnny, and Spike. Um, I highly, highly recommend everybody who's into board games read that article. It is a masterpiece, I honestly think, about how we talk about games and players. Yeah, it does a good job of describing what the values of a certain individual is when they come to play a game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, you want to align people with similar values so that people don't have people have positive experiences while they play. Yeah, exactly. Um, but going back to affiliations, I also want to bring up a weird one, uh, which is Criminal Syndicate. Okay. Yeah. Um, just having that lifesaver, especially on B's and D's, where you can be aggressive on what you can keep her within range of lifesaver while placing them on a more dangerous point. Um, being able to lifesaver to keep them healthy so that they can count as double for longer seems really, really solid. And then just being able to rotate with a double long move onto a point where you count double and your opponent does not can also be very effective. Yeah, I mean, Black Hat was Syndicate's first long-move affiliated character, and she's absolutely stellar there. Yeah. Um, so Gwen could be great for the same reasons. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, if you're... Gwen does not want to be standing on points, which Syndicate kind of wants you to do that. Yeah. Um, so you kind of are trading that. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's okay, but I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. And then the final one I want to bring up um, is a real interesting oddball pick is Dark Dimension. Oh, I don't think it's that oddball, <laughs> personally. Okay. Just being able to lifesaver Dormammu every turn seems solid. Uh, yeah. I mean, Dorm doesn't really die. I don't know if you've played him. <laughs> um. I have played him in into matchups where it's, he gets taken out by a bunch of spenders. And being able to lifesaver out of the range of the spenders... So it's like, 
instead of taking a spender, you're forced to take a builder. That's a very different process. But I've see, I've had my dorm die to spenders before. I'd be surprised. The only time I've seen Dormammu die or have my Dormammu killed is against like She-Hulk and Angela adding dice to size. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, yeah, he usually just pushes people away who do attack him. He's typically okay. But uh, yeah, maybe she definitely likes the power from uh, the leadership and can spend so she doesn't kill herself. Yeah, she can spend really well. Um, and between her spender, which is actually really, really solid, um, and her uh, both her control tools and her lifesaver all allow for really powerful stuff. Also, I just want to be the mean person someday. This is a someday. This may not be today. I want to run the Loki Quicksilver Ghost Spider team. <laughs> why, why Loki? Because uh, it's Trickster. Uh, it's, oh, it's, it's can all... I can't catch me and then yeah. Lifesaver. Yeah. It's all I can see that. reposition to uh, negate your attack tools. Hey, if you get 18 threat with Dormammu, with Dormammu you could do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, um, because he's 8 threat, right? He is. Um, at 17 threat, you can play that with a Steve and a 3-pointer in Avengers and get minus 1 cost on all of those abilities. That's true. And just- or you could bring a gem on Loki and then yeah. play like Widow or something and mm-hmm. you're in business. Yeah, there's options there. Which, yep. which also, let's talk quickly about both of the Avengers affiliations. Because um, I think she's solid in both. Um, you you have, Wait, both Avengers affiliations? Yeah, both Avengers leaderships. Ah, okay. There are three Avengers leaderships. Yes. So I'm assuming you're not talking about Hulkbuster. No. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I keep forgetting Hulkbuster is a leader. It's funny because I think the last episode I listened to, you reminded your guest that Hulkbuster is a maligned leader. Uh, probably someday I will do Hulkbuster <laughs> affiliation. Watch it be a Hulkbuster Black Dwarf team. I'm calling it now. Oh man, uh, that's hard to put down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that theme, Hulkbuster Black Dwarf and uh, Iron uh, and Luke Cage. Just as the tanky boys that'll stand on the point and be annoying. Yeah, I mean, invulnerability is a very good superpower in this game. Oh, yeah. And Black Dwarf has the stats of, like, a sixth threat. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's just really slow. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. But I think he works for both of the captains. Let's put it that way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Sam really likes playing wide characters that are mobile. Yep. So that's Gwen. And then Steve obviously loves having uh, loves characters that have superpowers they can play on their turn and their opponent's turn. Yep. That's Gwen. And it's you're cutting each of her superpowers in half. Yep. Which is a lot, especially with that web line. Yeah, two two powers like the sweet spot for Steve. Yeah, obviously. exactly. Dormammu is kind of the same way in that aspect. Yeah, for well, Dormammu is at the sweet spot of of native power gen plus one. Sure. 
Yeah, yeah, I, su- I suppose. I suppose. Mm-hmm. I used to play a lot of Web Warriors with Dormammu. Uh, he turned on a, a lot of their yeah. a lot of their tricks. That that but. definitely makes sense. Um, but that's yeah. I don't think she is quite an Asgardian or a Blackwater member. Uh, probably not. I mean, I think she could be okay in Black Order if you get like a 19 threat and you have to bring a three threat yeah. out of affiliation. Um, they are uh, saving saving Corvus can actually be pretty valuable, but I at that threat level, I would much personally, I would much rather play Agent Widow just to speed up the VP game. <laughs> I could see that. It could be okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, but yeah. So we've talked about a lot of affiliations. Is there one that jumps out to you as something you want to talk about? I mean, I love the X Men, so I would love to talk about the X Men personally. Okay, let's. So X Men is a little weird right now because the way we talk about it on the show, we go by the affiliation document, and there are some very obvious people who are ninety nine percent sure going to be on the <laughs> X Men, but they aren't affiliated yet. They may even be affiliated by the time this episode comes out, but they aren't affiliated yet. So how, how do you want to handle it? Do you Would you rather not do X-Men? No, I'm 100% down to do X-Men. Let's just understand that we're going to be building with the current of, currently announced affiliated members in mind. Sure. And if we have some of those others, we'll kind of... We'll treat them as, like, the, like... Hey, these are probably going to be affiliated, so we have some flexibility there, but they're not yet, so let's not rely on them, if that makes sense. Sure. Cool. Um, so I'm guessing we are getting Storm in here, since that was the leadership you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I don't think uh, Cyclops' leadership is really playable at all. It's, personally, I've tried to make it work. I just can't get any value out of it. I... Uh, I can understand it. I still love it dearly, but I'm also I'm much more of a pro Cyclops player than most people. I think his card is his kit is fine. Yeah, it's okay. It's not the best, but it's fine. But yeah, I just can't get any value out of his leadership. Yeah, um, I have just the one time I have seen it do work, and it had done major work that game. Um, was it was a. It was a Demons Downtown game where it was X-Men splashing Venom and Venom would just spend his turn uh, doing We Are Venoms pulling from other people's power. Yeah, I could see that being okay. And I, f- I find... Yeah, go on. Just being a monster tank in the middle. Yeah, I've heard it's been... Um... It's been pretty good with like Valkyrie. Like before her Dragon Fang got nerfed, yeah. you could borrow for Dragon Fang and Flurry constantly, and it's mm-hmm. pretty nutty. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Storm. Storm. Uh, Storm's she's situationally great. Yeah. I have uh, some gripes with her, but she. I think she has become less powerful now that Bullseye is a two. Yeah, she feels like a two threat. To be oh fair. yes. I am yes. 100% with you. I think the affiliation ability makes her a three threat, and otherwise she is a two threat. See, I, I guess. I mean, there are there's a precedent in the game that makes that statement weird to me, because mm-hmm. like Sam, Sam Wilson is a three threat, and his leadership is insanity. 
Um, so yes, but hey, I also yeah. think Sam Wilson <laughs> is way above the curve. I'm glad we agree. Um, and when I compare, when I talk about people, what I think people's threat value is and how things adjust for them, um, I am looking at the average, not the outliers. That's fair. And I think with her leadership, she is an average three threat. Without her le- leadership, she's an average two threat. I can agree to that. For sure. That is just kind of my um, take on it. But that is personal preference. Yeah, I mean, I think Bullseye and Toad do more than she does in oh, a given game. Yeah. Right? Like, not even close. And then Bullseye just picks her apart at times. Oh, yeah. And Storm is also the source of one of my oldest annoyances in the game. Which is, why is her stealth not called stealth? Well, Cassandra Nova is the same way, too, you know. Yes. And I have the same grievance since they both, since there is a card that references stealth. Yeah, they're immune to mark for death. Yes. And it makes me frustrated. (laughs) Okay. Uh, both immune to mark for death and acute senses. Yeah, true. Not that acute senses is any good. Mark for death is great, though. I agree. I'm playing mark for death in my uh, competitive list right now. Yeah. Uh, that has been a card I've been championing for years. Well, a year. It's been a year, about a year since it came out. <laughs> yeah, it came out in, I think, the Ebony Maw box. Yes, Ebony Maw and Black Dwarf. Yes. It's been, a it's been around been, a minute. Yeah. It, I've been championing it since I started the podcast. Yeah, it's a great card. I think now that there's 10 slots and like they've banned some of the cards that were auto brings, uh, yeah. it makes it a lot easier to play now. And, and then on Hulk, Hulk got changed to where that card is amazing. At the Hulk. Well, the one I was looking at is it, it's fucking amazing into amazing Spider-Man. Yes, he's another one. And another couple other ones is Miles and Blade. Yes. Both of those also. So, yeah. But now, what is your second uh, affiliated uh, X-Men that you go to? Uh, No-brainer. Domino. Domino. Yeah, I love Domino. Uh, She's just... She basically points her at something, and it will die. Yeah. And uh, especially you can X-Men jump. Yeah, you can X-Men jump around to like get double taps into people. Uh, yeah. I love Domino. Yeah. Domino, I had a weird relationship with Domino for a long time. Um, because what I wanted to do with the Rapid Fire characters was not what she wanted to do with her Rapid Fire. Because um, I was a Doom Prophecy person and she was the worst Doom Prophecy character. Oh, because you spend all the power to play the card and then she can't boost her crits or something? Uh, no, you would be spending to boost her crits and never have the power to play the card. Uh, okay, vice versa. Yes, I see. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Doom Prophecy is like Asian Widow, right? Or Zemo uh, or Valkyrie. So it uh, the tier list, in my opinion, was Agent Widow, uh, Mystique. Carnage. Uh, yeah, Carnage is in there too, but he's kind of in a different... The four threats are in a different category because I don't like comparing fours and threes. Sure. Um, but it was like Agent Widow, Mystique, Sin, Punisher, and then Domino. 
as your uh, rapid fire characters. Yeah, I, I can I can agree to that. Yeah, out of just the rapid fire characters, yeah, Mystique and Widow. Widow gets the extra die. Mystique gets shapeshifter. Could be mm-hmm. very impactful. Shapeshifter is so dumb. Yep. <laughs> just splashing her in list so you can shapeshifter in the middle of like a Wakanda forever. Or so you can Wakanda forever, or uh, Siege of Darkness in the middle of a Mystique turn to shapeshifter. Yep. Oh, it's good. Mm-hmm. So yes, um, who's the next in line for you? Uh, let's go with Beast. Yes, my boy. I've always liked Beast. So I like Beast. Um, unfortunately, I think late some of the newer releases have overshined beast like uh, lizard is a good example yeah i think you look at the two cards and you're like yeah beast was definitely made before lizard uh-huh uh, but beast is still great sometimes he's affiliated he gives you the medium base for the x-men jumps mm-hmm. he's fast he has a throw his power economy is good yeah and i just and he has some good defensive tech which on top of the uh cover that you get from storm occasionally is means he can be very survivable yeah, Beast can just be a menace running around the table oh, yeah. and just throwing models around and not dying. Yeah, that's his best game. Uh-huh. Now, uh, let's talk about a higher point X-Men, uh, also with a medium base, Cable. What do you want to talk about him? Uh, do we want him as the highest threat option? Do we want him as like a splash secondary leader, even though I don't think his affiliation matters that much? Do we, do we want the five threat? Yeah, so... My next character I was going... It's funny you say that. My next character I was going to suggest was would be Jean Grey. Ah, okay. Okay, I'm with you there. Because um, I, I do love Jean Grey a lot. Yeah, so Jean's tactics card, Mental Domination, is very, very good. Oh, yeah. Um, Shield Mind is sometimes amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, her text suite is decent at times. She... Her throw is great. It's just like Scarlet Witch. And the only thing that's kind of a downside on her card is her her push ability. It has a lot of restrictions, in my opinion. And uh, it's a little bit of a letdown. But I think Jean is a a situationally great character. Mm -hmm. So let's get Jean Grey in there. Yeah, for sure. And if we're Uh, looking at the affiliation document as is, that leads... uh, only one more, uh, two more characters to talk about, which are the two four threats. Yeah, Psych and Wolverine. Yes. Um, now, if we're, we're considering the new characters not being affiliated, I would still probably not play either of them. Mm. Maybe, maybe I'll play Cyclops, but not Wolverine. Yeah. I just, I am a big proponent of Field Leader. I think that is such a good ability. Yeah, I think Cyclops is okay if you're playing him just as a fourth threat character without a leadership. Yeah. Um, I think he can be fine. I've had decent success playing him in games where like you can use the X-Men jump to get ahead on extracts, and then you can just gun people down as they come into you. Mm-hmm. And then use your field leader to keep the extract holders out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Or you can like move Domino forward, and then she can double-tap somebody yeah. or, or whatever. Yes, but we do have the upcoming... Uh, two almost positive um, characters, uh, three almost positive characters for X-Men and one character that I am questioning if they will be X-Men affiliated or not. 
Is the latter magic? Yes, I think magic may not be X-Men affiliated. Could be. Um, specifically because they call out the uncanny X-Men. Um, and so Yeah, the leadership not, is called an uncanny X-Men. Of, the affiliation. Or the affiliation, called, yes, thank you. Um, and so that that would not surprise me if they if if they if she is a like convocation and X Force tool, um, and then they don't put her into X Men and they bring out like a new mutant later down the line or something like that too, uh, where she also fills in. I could see it. I think a lot of people would be disappointed, and I'd be surprised if they did. I just, I think they needs. I think they're going to have to have a line in the sand for which mutants count as X Men and which one don't, and I think magic will be a good indicator of where that line in the sand will be. Yeah, I could agree to that. They've kind of shown that with Avengers, with Doctor Strange and Spider Man. Yeah. So I think I think magic will be a very good where is the line in the sand for which mutants count as X Men and which one, which good mutants count as X Men and which ones don't. Yeah, she's definitely not like, you know, like a you think of X-Men you're like, "Oh yeah, magic for sure." Yeah. She's not she's not one of those. Uh-huh. But we have uh Gambit, Rogue, and Colossus who I think are all pretty much shoo-ins. Yeah, I mean, if any of them if any of them were not X-Men affiliated, there would probably be a massive outrage in the community. Probably. So. Mhm. Um and I think I know the fourth threat you want to talk about because it's Rogue. It's got to be Rogue, right? Yeah. Yeah, Rogue's just an all-star. Um, if you haven't played her player, she uh, she does everything you'd want her to do. Mm-hmm. Um, funny story about Rogue. I was playing her in one game, and uh, my opponent had Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Carol Danvers got Gamma launched up to the middle. And I, had, I was playing Rogue with Dormammu. Rogue charged in, uh, did no damage to Carol, and then uh, the next round, power drain Carol. And I think I did one damage, maybe. Power drained her, rolled five hits, dazed Carol. <laughs> oh. Next round, next round, rolled another five hits out of power drain and KO'd Carol. And uh, I was like, this is my high point of th- thematics in this game, and it will never be topped. Yeah, that's a little much. Well, the thing is, in the comics, that's how Rogue got her oh, powers. Yes. Well, she didn't end up killing Carol, but... Well, she put her in a coma, but we never kill characters in MCP, right? They get KO'd? Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's not like those shield agents aren't about to die in the line of duty. Uh, yeah, no, they just, uh, they get knocked out. Sure they do. We're not going to see Steve again, are we? <laughs> no. Um... But yeah, uh, Rogue is, is very solid. Um, I I was saying for a long time that I'm happy people are excited about Gambit because it means we'll get Rogue. Yep. And I, I called it ahead of time that it would be the Rogue box, not the Gambit box. Well, if you're a, if you're a female in MCP, you probably have good odds to be very good. Yeah, I've noticed like... Dis- well, while the while it's definitely still male weighted character wise, the women in this game are very good. Yeah, they all kick ass. Yes, like even the mediocre ones are way better than you expect them to be. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Which is why, which is why I'm surprised A Force is not more menace of a menace competitively. Yeah, so I um. 
I've had pretty good success with A-Force. I, um, it just becomes hard to build around She-Hulk, and she has some bad matchups and bad crises. Mm-hmm. So if they got like a cheaper leader yes. at some point, uh, um, I think they would really, really shine. Coming from that comic angle, please put Sister Grimm in the game. Please, please, please. I want Nico. I mean, yeah, Nico and Singularity for that matter. Yeah, Nico Singularity as a box would be great. There um, it is. And then it's it's not quite my dream box though because I would want uh, Nico and Caroline, uh, Lucy in the Sky. Ah, uh, gotcha. So you could have girlfriends in a box. <laughs> of course. Because I also just want all the runaways. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people that would be uh, really, really into Runaways coming yeah. out. Uh huh. But yeah, I do think whether or not she's affiliated, we do get Rogan. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. And that leaves us with four more characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, I they I'm pretty sure they're affiliated, but it, I would play X twenty three and Honey Badger. X-23 and Honey Badger are both another set of litmus tests. I think they yep. may be X-Force only. They could be. Because um, uh, if... X-23 has never been a mainline... Has she ever been a mainline X-Men? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe when she was under like the Wolverine alias. Well, I from from my understanding, cause I, I came back in during the Krakoa era. Because those comics are fucking great. Uh, if you aren't reading them, read them. They're great. Um, yeah, I've read House of X and Powers of X. I read them for a little bit. Okay. Um, I highly recommend Marauders. You get to see Kitty Pride as a pirate captain. Of course. Sounds great. With her best outfit that I want in this game, and I doubt we will get because they are stuck in the 80s and 90s, where the worst of female costuming lives. I do think MCP does a good job of... Uh, like modernizing the old school costumes. Yes, but I would prefer some of the new school costumes because they look better. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll get like a Utopia Cyclops down the road. Oh, I would, I would love that. Yeah, um, that'd be great. No, the one character I'm really worried about, uh, freaking costuming wise, is Emma Frost. Yeah, I have no idea how they're gonna do her costume when they do her. I I think they are going to have to pull from modern stuff where she's in a pantsuit. Right, and. If I didn't have Doctor Doom as my most wanted character, Emma Frost is my my second. Yeah, and I I, ju- I just want her to I just want there to be a Hellfire Club affiliation so Jean Grey can be affiliated. Uh, that'd be great. And have a Jean Grey Emma Frost kind of rivals, but we we have a lot of sexual tension together. Card. Yeah, and then you could just play Cyclops and just play the love triangle. Well, you can already play the love triangle. Yeah, you could bring in Wolverine, Cyclops, and Jean. Well, do you know what happened in the first couple of episodes of X-Men? Of the new X-Men? Uh, wait, uh, cartoon? Uh, no, 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 uh, of the new mainline X-Men comic book run. Oh, probably not. Uh, Jean Grey, Cyclops, and Wolverine are all fucking each other. Uh, of course. They've, they have closed the triangle. Oh, you know, I think I did hear about that. Yeah, they're just they're just in uh, like a poly relationship. Right? Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah. finally, what took them so long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, but X23. Um, 
as I was saying, I'm not sure about her. I would be even more surprised if Honey Badger was X-Men affiliated. Yeah, I would love it because then they get a two threat. Of course. Yeah. Be really great. I, I've I've also to the aghast of all the competitive players, I'm like, not every affiliation needs a two threat. Uh yeah, I, I actually didn't have a two threat in my Dormammu list for a hot minute. Uh-huh. But, but it's I, hard when like Toad and Okoye, old Okoye, Bullseye, they're just really good, right? Yes. So. I un so it's it's my thing is that I think some of the challenge of some affiliations, specifically Asgard, is that they have weird threat values. And that is part of the challenge of them. And doing a two threat, I think, cheapens the challenge of them. So oh, are you saying are you saying not a two threat in every affiliation? Yes. Oh, I thought you meant in every list. No, I think there should not be a two threat in every affiliation. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think that's necessarily a, a must have either. Yeah. I've I have known some competitive players who have said that there should be a two threat in every affiliation. If I'm not mistaken, I think now with Bullseye being a two, and if Honey Badger is like X Force X Men, then there's a two threat in almost every affiliation. Uh, yeah, so it's, there is not one in Spider-Foes, Web Warriors, um... Black Order, Asgard? Black Order, Asgard. And I think that's it. Uh, boop, 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 boop. Well, Doctor, Man Doctor mentioned, but that's its own thing. Right, yeah, I, I won't count on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Um, oh, and Inhumans. Ah, thank you. Yep. I knew I was forgetting one. Inhumans, the affiliation everyone forgets about. They are the one that I forget about, which is weird. Because they're actually really solid and a lot of fun. Yeah, I think Black will be okay. So he can be fine sometimes, but he does have some bad days, which is a bit of a letdown. Well, but you have not lived until you have Teogenesis someone to death. I've been Teogenesis to death. That's no fun. On the other side of the table, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I've also destroyed like three characters with a whisper before. That's a good oh, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. No, I have, I have once played the really, really dumb list. Dumbness incoming. Of splashing Green Goblin and Doc Ock into uh into um Inhumans to well laid to have Teogenesis and well laid plans in the same list. Ah, uh, it sounds great. That sounds like a spider infected only game though. Yeah, it 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 wasn't necessarily good, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Spider also, infected, jam it for sure. Mm-hmm. I I'm also and I've yelled about this on the podcast before, a huge Red Skull in Inhumans fan. Mm. And if you ever play a three-box challenge and want to do Inhumans, get Red Skull in that list, no problem. Um, he's a giant battery for them, he has a non-size restricted throw, he can also do more reposition shenanigans, um, and he can force your, force your opponent to attack your Black Bolt to flip him into his Whisper mode. Yeah, I like the angle of having him be a battery. Yeah. Especially since in three box, it saves you from grabbing the crystal lockjaw box, probably. Yeah. And, and you can grab can the Black Bolt. Black uh, Bolt Medusa, uh, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel and Quicksilver. 
Yeah, or or you can replace one of them with getting uh, Drax Ronin. Right. And play big boy. Just five. Yeah, you can play Power Ronin. Yeah, play like a 14 threat core and just look at your opponent across the board like, yes, I'm going to hit you really hard. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But yes, that is not this list. X23, again. Um. She yeah, so if I'm allowed to play X23 Honey Badger, for oh, sure. Yeah. We can throw them into the list. They are super interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about them. I think I'm going to need to get a couple games in with them first. Yeah, so my uh, my initial impression when I read their card was like, eh, she seems like a knockoff Zemo. Like she, Zemo just seems faster and yeah. more consistent than she does. But if you play her with Honey Badger, she's actually deceptively mobile. She gets a lot of the big sis movement. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, her spender is really great. Like <laughs> Pierce is way better than bleed for oh, sure. Yeah. And uh, she gets an innate reroll. Mm -hmm. You know, it's good. And I think she might be better than Wolverine. Oh yeah. For her threat. No, no brainer. Yeah. I was a little peeved when it came out that she was going to be a three threat because she's a clone of Wolverine. And yet somehow she is less threat than him. Yeah. I mean, you could chalk it up to just like inexperience. I could. But I don't want to. I'm I'm Fair. I'm peeved. I'm not angry or annoyed. I'm just peeved. You know. For sure, I get it. But that leaves us two character slots left. And are there any out of affiliation picks that you want to talk about? Yeah. In fact, the last two that I have are unaffiliated or out of affiliation, rather. First, Medusa. Medusa, ah, one of the big scary monsters in this game. Um, well, I think Medusa's tamed a lot since. Yes, uh, she has been tamed a lot, but I still have PTSD. Yes, she's really, really great, and uh, in fact, I'm not bringing her because of her builder, which has been, you know, nightmarish. Mm -hmm. um, it's Royal Decree. Yeah. Um, World Decree, I, I've had games where uh, Medusa X-Men jumps off Storm, World Decree Storm forward, and then Royal Decree's off of Storm. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, you can literally cover the entire board doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a fair bit of distance. And uh, she gives the X-Men some much-needed control. Yeah. She can push models around, and they don't really have that in affiliation. Mm -hmm. And uh, my last pick is Scarlet Witch. Ooh. Okay, we're going for a big threat character. Yep, you can... Uh, Scarlet Witch is great. Uh, X-Men love having turrets uh -huh. because uh, you get benefit from the cover and you can use the jump to double attack people. Mm -hmm. uh, Scarlet Witch's card, uh, both of her cards are great. I prefer No More Mutants, but there's merit in the other one, uh, Whims of Chaos. Yes, I use it in the conditions list a lot. Yeah, for sure. And I think it has value if you play her with She-Hulk. You can take conditions off She-Hulk for no no actions. Is I think it's very good. Yeah. So, uh, I do want to bring up a secondary option for a big five-threat beater. Uh, All right. Who we talked about earlier in the show. Cable? No. Juggernaut. Ah, Juggernaut. Just having... So, he would be a large base in our list, so we can do those large base jumps. Um... He does not mind jumping himself just to get closer range. Um, and just, I think he has a fun time just getting to jump around the field. I think your pick is probably better than mine. But 
I will say, I if you noticed, I have nine women in this list and Beast. <laughs> so it's very much the the beauties and the Beast list. <laughs> I, I was getting an inkling, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Yeah, I uh, I think that with Scarlet Witch, it's actually still a really good list. Uh-huh. And uh, but no, Jar- Juggernaut would be fabulous, right? Like the X Men love large bases for the jump. Juggernaut is already super mobile. He gives you a front line, which I don't think this list has a lot of. No. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you have Rogue and Beast and, and X23 to some degree, but the rest of them kind of, and Honey Badger, I guess, but a lot of them sit in the back. But they're not tanks. No, no, no. I mean, no one is a tank quite like Juggernaut, right? No. Uh, maybe Colossus. Maybe. But Co- Juggernaut can actually uh, can actually kill things. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, a couple other personal favorite characters that I have to shout out, um, just because I think they're really good. Uh, first up, I am absolutely in love with the Ancient One. Yeah, Ancient One's a fantastic model. And I just, um, I think we got a little bit of Mystic in here uh, with Jean Grey, but not a lot. Scarlet. Yeah, Scarlet, Scarlet is definitely a Mystic option. Um, it's just whether you want to play a four or a five, I think you right. could play either or. Yeah, so I think uh, Ancient One is a great model. I do think she has some anti-synergies with this in particular because um, she wants to pull models in with her wins to get martial artists a lot. Yeah. And you're losing your cover if you do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, she can already teleport herself. So the X-Men jump is diminishing returns, I think. Yeah. So the thing I have started doing with my Ancient One is running her behind people so when they attack you, you can win them further away from the rest of your team. Ah, cute. And 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 that has been a lot of fun for me. Um, also on the out-of-affiliated Mystic Train, but with a connection to one of the characters we have talked about, Cassandra Nova. Yeah, I, I there's definitely room for that. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't classify Cassandra Nova as a beauty, <laughs> but uh. <laughs> She can also play the card. She can also play Mental Domination, yep. which is cool because we already have Jean. And it gives you... She is such a massive control piece. Yeah, I think she's uh, slept on a little uh, bit. And then just... You can do this really funny dance with her where you can... Someone moves in to attack you. You, psych, uh, you psychic distraction, move out. Um, or, like, they attack you, you... Uh, Come on. So they're like in range already. They attack you. You get uh, lifesavered out. They walk forward to try and attack you with the second action, and then you can psychic distraction out. It sounds great. Just play this weird conga line. Oh, I, I love playing defensive tech and making making like this defensive tech like fortress. And like, how does my opponent crack it? And then another thing of note is she has healing factor. It's true. And I could play exceptional with Honey Badger and X-23. Yeah. I dig it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so, there's a couple options on the board. Which one do you want to lock in for the final list? I love Scarlet Witch, personally. But if we want to try something else, we could do it. I am good with ever what you want to go with. I just I don't want us to jump into things too hastily when there's fun jank on the table. Fair enough. 
uh, I guess it's my list. We'll just do uh, Wanda Maximoff herself. Okay, fantastic. So that is that is ten characters. Um, so now let's get into our crises. For sure. Um, and I think I think Superpowered Scoundrels is very funny with with uh. Um, I mean, funny isn't bad. I so I'm just thinking of of like Ghost Spider specifically being able to pull people back onto points, but then I'm remembering we're playing Storm, so we already have yeah, cover exactly. And cover does not double up, but like outside of the X Men route, I think Spider Gwen uh, uh, Stacy on. Superpower scoundrels being able to pull people onto points when they're just off of them. Oh, 100%. Web Warriors love this crisis. Yeah. So I think that's something for... Because, like, a thing that I like about the show is not just that we have a final list you can go out and play as soon as the episode is over. We also give a pile of ideas of where to start your list building for this character in other directions. And I think that will... Superpower Scoundrels works as a great, like, here's another direction you can take Gwen Stacy. Yeah, I think if we weren't playing Storm, the argument for that crisis is very, very yeah. uh, strong. What is your first secure that you want to jump out and talk about? Uh, I'm going to go with Mutant Madman. I was just checking the math on that. Um, yeah, we have a couple fours, mostly threes. So, um, but that's still yeah. Rogan, Rogan Beast, yeah, Rogan yeah. Beast. Rogan Beast are four. Mm-hmm. I think everyone, everyone else is a three. three. Right. So you also have first class. Yep. Which we can talk about later. That's really great. And the shape of Matt B, I find rewards having like range gunners. Yes. That you I can play on both both of the columns. And, I and there's think, a lot of that in this list. And I think Matt B also benefits uh, Spider Gwen very well. Because she can stay on the back point, and then your aggressive people can run over to the forward point, and she is still within uh, lifesaver range for them. Yeah, if you have a strong front line, I think Gwen likes Matt B. If you don't, then she doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think speaking of Matt B and things Gwen likes, uh, Infinity Formula. That was my next choice. I, I see we are thinking in the same direction. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I 100% agree on that one. The third option gets interesting. Hmm. You want me to suggest my third? Go ahead. I'm going to say Demons Downtown. Ooh. Yeah, I can see it. We have a fair number of control tools to get people onto the point while we're just off the point. Um... And it's a Brawlier list, and we don't mind 19. Yeah, I can see that. Right. Storm has stealth. She's comfortable sitting on her perch on the back demon portal. Like, Incinerate yeah. doesn't impact her very much. Mm-hmm. A lot of the X-Men really like to brawl. Gene uh, can counter control characters. Yeah. Um, if you play 19 threat, you could play something like, since we're playing Ghost Spider, you could play Storm, Ghost Spider, or Domino, and then bring in Scarlet Witch and Gene. And uh, you got a lot of guns. <laughs> yeah, that is that is that is all guns out. 
Yeah, and plus you have Lifesaver and Shield Mine, so you can't really be moved, and you have cover. Yeah. So yeah, I do think that is a solid option. Uh-huh. Um, I do want to point out the cute interaction of uh, we were talking about chaining, uh, doing a first, uh, before first action place with uh, Gwen to get attack, move, attack, move off. And you can do that on intrusions. You can use the uh, dark portal interact to place her within one of another dark portal. And then you get can attack, oh. move, attack, move. Clever. I didn't. I didn't even think about that. That's cool. Yeah. My only gripe with that is that uh, map C favors heavy front lines. And yeah. We do not have that. No, we <laughs> so. don't. But it's it's a cute interaction I wanted to bring up. Yeah, for sure. I didn't know that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So now comes the extracts, which I want more extracts in the game. We've had like three secures in a row. Give us more extracts. Yeah, I find extracts to be difficult to design, so mm -hmm. um, we'll see. We'll see what they do with it. Yeah. Um. But I think since we have, we only have one of them. Mm. So it's on any team with healing factor. I'm always incentivized to play cubes, but the fact that Honey Badger can't pick up extracts, right? And we only then we only have X twenty three. I'm not as incentivized to bring it. Yeah, I find uh, I don't really like the damage that they take mm -hmm. uh, for this. But yeah, if if I had all healing factor characters, like if we had Deadpool and Wolverine, I find uh, Sabretooth is amazing on cubes. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah. Or even if we were criminal syndicate or something, I could I would like to play cubes. Mm -hmm. Um. But talking about white extracts, uh, how do we feel about Spider Infected? Uh, so I've played Spider Infected in X Men, and obviously Gwen likes it. And you can play wide. Um, unfortunately, Honey Badger playing wide doesn't help you because she can't yeah. hold a spider. Um, but I do find that Storm really wants to be holding a spider, but she'll roll positive on the the put or the advance on the spider, and then she gets advanced forward and killed. Yeah. It happens more than you would think. Mm -hmm. So I don't love it. Okay. For that reason. Uh, I do think X-Men like the fast scoring, but um, yeah, Storm is a huge liability on the crises. Fair enough. And um, you get, your characters get moved around so that they can't use your leadership as well. Yeah. I can and the more extracts you hold, you just can't even use it at all. Yeah. I 100% can see that. Um, but let's talk about probably the shoe-in hammers. Yeah, yeah. So definitely I'm playing hammers. Mm -hmm. um, hammers is pretty neutral. Um, you can have Beast and Gwen on opposite sides, allowing you to steal either side. Yep. Uh, even if you don't have priority. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, it allows, you know, you get more dice on your gun, on your turrets. And uh, you don't really have a lot of affiliated tactics cards that it impacts either. Yes. Um, you have a bunch of character-specific tactics cards that may impact, but not a lot of affiliated ones. Right. I mean, first class is free. And it, it would, yeah, but it would cost one more with it. It, it would, but you're probably playing first class before you pick up the hammers, so yes. you're good. Uh-huh. Yes. Um... 
So Hammers. And then my second choice would be Montessi Formula. I found people have slowly started to shift our Montessi Formula to like it more and more. Yeah, so Storm allows you with priority to take the middle one. And yep. then you can go 2-1. Mm -hmm. uh, you have cover. So if they beam you, you're probably getting cover. Yep. A lot of your characters have very good energy defense. Mm -hmm. Other than beast, sadly. Um, yeah, I mean, it, there's not a ton of extracts so that you can still have characters be able to jump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That 100% makes sense. Uh, I still... For the longest time, Montesi was a cabal-only card, from my experience. Just like, no one really liked the mid-scoring, um, so they were playing a fast-scoring package of one of the Fs, uh, Panic Grips, and Fear uh, Grips World. Or they were trying to slow the pace down completely and played like Alien Ship, Senators, and w Wakanda. What kind of nub? So it was this. I can like, see that. So it was like stuck in the middle where the only people who really liked it was uh, Red Skull Cabal, who would get power off of each beam hit. Yeah, that's it's the same reason why Mr. Sinister wants Red Skull. Oh, yeah. Mr. Oh. Sinister loves Red Skull. But I do. I, I actually love Montesi Formula in, in Wakanda. Yeah. Because um, Black Panther can get rerolls on the beam attack. Oh, yeah. No. It's really, really great. Oh, yeah. No, and I think people have started to figure out Montesi's place as time has gone on and its value continually rises. Yeah, I think it's a very solid extract. It's one of the better designed ones that doesn't feel bad or anything like that. And yeah. um, a lot of people just forget that it exists for some reason. Yeah. Uh huh. Even though it came in a relatively popular pack that came with Doctor Strange and Wong, who are two favorites. Yeah. Uh, I want to bring up a risky one. All right. How do we feel about Deadly Legacy Virus? Ooh, that is that is a uh, <laughs> risky. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. So I, I, the way I feel about Legacy Virus is that there's everyone else. There's a lot of other teams that play it better. Mm -hmm. And if you're not playing it the best, then you probably shouldn't play it. Okay. I I like it as a. As a extract that gives you the Asgard leadership for free, that has some risk involved. Sure. Um, and I think some teams that don't that are especially crippled by conditions will really like it. And I, and I fear that like a stun or a poison can completely cripple a Gwen. And, um, I think. Uh, I worry that, like, a shock will cripple, like, half of our team. Maybe. Um, I mean, you could play Children of the Atom if you really <laughs> wanted to go down that road. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do I don't, I don't have know. that option in affiliation. There's not a whole lot of shock effects in the game. Um, mm -hmm. It's pretty rare, actually. So. Yes. Um, um, my third extract, I, I was, I was going to suggest Senators. Senators. That 14 points. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that would be Gwen and Storm. Yep. And Gwen, Storm, and you could play two more three threats. So Domino, Beast, and Honey Badger. Yeah, you could play five wide. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or you could, you know, 
cut a three and honey badger and play gene or something like that yeah. or there's a lot of flexibility there that makes sense um and it it's and with gwen you never want the senator on gwen but gwen can protect the senator really well yes that is for fact mm-hmm. in fact i oftentimes i play web warriors list and toad toad gets the senator and then gwen just keeps toad alive and uh, it becomes very difficult to get the senator off of Toad, but uh, yes. the idea rings true. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I think that's a solid list. Uh, now tactics cards, and this is where things yeah. get interesting. Um, so let's just start with the X Men affiliated cards, since there are no Gwen Stacy cards right now. Right. Um. So we have first class, which uh, we've talked a lot about, and I think it's very good. Yeah, I'd love first class. I think it's if you're playing an X Men list, I think it's worth bringing. Um, it's not worth bringing every game, but um, if you're playing on like a pay to flip, like a mutant madman, or even like a lot of extracts like spider infected or something, yeah, I would I would bring this card. Mm-hmm. Then we have to me my X Men. Uh, yeah, I'm also thinking about bringing this card for this list. I like it for some janky stuff that you can do. Um, uh, if you're not playing Beast, you can set up like a double walk to the middle, take an extract, and then to me, my X-Men, then backwards. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has some plays like that, which are kind of cool. And then we talked about it a little bit, but Children of the Atom. Yeah, so I think this is probably the weakest of the X-Men cards. Uh-huh. Um, it's just very hard to get value out of it. And it, it's just outshone by the cards like Crew of the Milano. Yes. Just make it look terrible. Well, so it's, it's, I think this is, this is what I would call a silver bullet. If you are in that one specific matchup, it is game-breaking. But otherwise, it does not hold up. Yeah, I think maybe if you're specifically playing against, like, Hawkeye, maybe it's okay. Well. Um, Proxima is another one where she can put a bunch of conditions on you, but you, her, using her spender is maybe once or twice a game. Mm-hmm. Well, and they so- might just die. So I I have a condition list. Okay, fair. Uh, which is uh, Crystal, Hawkeye, Agent Widow, Scarlet Witch, um, and Star Lord. Goblin. Goblin's in there too. Uh, Star Lord, Viper. Yeah. Anyone okay. who can put out two to three conditions by themselves, basically, and it's just it is playing unaffiliated or leaderless a force. And just trying to stack as many conditions as possible on you. And then Widow spendering them, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. And occasionally you get to professionals. Uh, that card's so short of greatness. I know. It is. It can happen once every ten games. If you're trying yeah. for it. If only it was worded like, can I, can I borrow that? Yeah. Where you can play it reactively on the trigger, then it would it would be played probably a lot more. Oh yeah. For sure. Um I am honestly surprised that did not get that Avada. Yeah, it is sad indeed. Uh-huh. So I think it's a very thematic and fun card. Oh yes. Like the idea rather. Mm-hmm. So yes. Um but now let's look at our character specific cards. Uh and we have a lot, because Scarlet Witch has one, Honey Badger X twenty. Scarlet Witch has one. two. Yeah, Scarlet Witch has two. 
Honey Badger X23 have a combo one, if I remember correctly. No, um, Honey Badger has Jonathan. Jonathan, yes. Um, you're thinking of Wolverine and X23 have a combo one. Yes. But if you don't have Wolverine, it won't matter. Yeah. Uh, Rogue has a couple. Just two cards, yep. Yep. Jean Grey has two cards, but we're not playing one of them. What is her second card? Jean! Oh, Jean! Yes, of course. As I set I said, you up for that one. Yeah, you, you just set me out for the, the Grand Slam there. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, so that that is a good chunk of characters who have a couple of options. Um, I think the one that sticks out there for me is Jonathan. Yeah, so I think Jonathan is okay. I think if you're playing on Demons Downtown, it has value. Mm -hmm. uh, especially you can stack Ankle Biter with the Incinerate. Oh, yeah. And that's very cool. Mm -hmm. um, Jonathan lets you sit on, you know, score your demon and not have to stand on it. But I do find that Storm wants to stand on a point anyway. Mm -hmm. So she's basically doing Jonathan's job okay. already. Mm -hmm. um, I will say, speaking of ankle biter, someday I want to trip up, uh, do a trip up attack into where uh, Honey Badger is the second character, so we also get ankle biter. <laughs> of course. That'd be cool. Trip up is actually not that bad. I thought about playing it with Shuri because Shuri actually, uh, oh yeah, usually does the one damage. Mm -hmm. And I I've been playing it with Rocket Raccoon. A little more inconsistent, but yeah, long range. Mm -hmm. Yeah, range. It, you play it in Guardians, um, and you would Rocket Raccoon attack someone, um, and you could set it up in a way where it's like you have your Drax or someone standing next to them on your turn where you deadly duo. And so you mm. do it on the deadly duo attack. Um, and then you do your two other attacks to two other targets. And then you double tap the person who now is stunned and staggered. So they just don't gain any power. Yeah, they just don't gain anything. Yeah. Unfortunately, if you daze them, you lose out on the stagger. But uh, yeah, I suppose it's still... Yeah, if you can kill them while they're stunned, it's quite good. Uh-huh. Not quite as good if you kill them while they're judgmented, but... <laughs> right. So, yeah. um, so Jonathan's there. We talked about Nomo Mutants, and I think that does get in. We're not playing condition-heavy list, so I don't think there is a shot, uh, a, a, a space for whims of fate. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I really like Nomo Mutants. It feels like a third restricted card often. Mm -hmm. um, it could take some practice on when to know when to play it, but yes. uh, it's really, really good. I loved how got no play, and then as soon as Wanda got that same card, it shot up in value. Well, the card has never been bad, either of them. Uh, it just it's the stick that it was attached Ebony. to. Yes. Which he's gotten better now. Oh, Ebony Maw is actually quite good now. Mm -hmm. He definitely There's an argument to play him in Convocation. Uh, that's where I've been trying him as well. I've been trying him in Convocation, and I've been trying him a little bit in Spider-Foes, just because I play Spider-Foes the most. Spider-Foes also don't have an affiliated 5 threat, and they don't really have Mystic Attacks. Uh, they have one Mystic Attacker. Yeah, they have, they have Mysterio. Yeah. Who, um, have you played the Dread Domain of Domam the, the No, I... Dread Domamu? Wait, the, the Ultimate Encounter or the OP Kit? The OP Kit. Okay, no, I have not played the OP Kit. Okay, uh, 
So you choose a person to basically hold Dormammu's leadership and get plus one mystic and plus one energy defense. Okay. And get the ability, get a lower version of the Mysterio ability where it's like pay one um, or you have to attack the mystic defense. Okay. So I, so you just put it on Mysterio and suddenly they have to pay three or deal with six mystic defense. <laughs> of course. Could do the same thing with Enchantress. Yes, you could. I just find Mysterio fun- is, is less of a downside when he gets popped. Plus Mysterio's already got stealth and the, the tricks yeah. and traps going for him. Oh, yeah. So. He he can be very elusive, so he forces out the ritual super early. Right. And it's not like Hulk is getting ritualed out of the game. It's no. just Mysterio who has a second side, and then you can move it to a threat. So, yeah. Um... But yet, do we want one of the Rogue cards? Because Rogue is another character with a couple of affiliated cards. Yeah, so I'll start with the card I don't want to play. And I think it's called, uh, pardon me, Sugar. Yes. Uh, that's her. That's like her thematic card, like Yoink, where yes. she can you know borrow powers and such. Uh, I think it's, it's a fun card. It's a thematic card. But I don't think it's something that you'd want to be playing if you're like, just in general. Yeah. I, I think... It's it's not a competitive card. No, it's it's in the same realm as like Gene. Mm-hmm. Gene. It's I don't think I still think those cards deserve play, but they deserve play in a different function than competitive. I agree. Yeah, if you're playing like an ultimate encounter or OP kit or something like that, it can be really fun. Or just having game night casual. That too. Uh, but then we have mind if I cut in. Yeah, so I, I think this card is actually quite good. Um, X-Men really like to play on opposite flanks, like Matt B. Mm-hmm. And um, you can... I don't think Rogue has to play the card on her turn, so you could go with somebody else on the other side of the table, and then she can play that card and kind of shut down your opponent's offense mm-hmm. yeah, on that side sure. of the table. For sure. And that brings me to an interesting combo. Um, with a non-restricted card, a generic card, Blind Obsession. Uh, yeah, Blind Obsession. Oh, so are you suggesting that like you have another character Blind Obsess, and then Rogue plays her card, and they can't attack the Blind Obsessed character? Well, I'm I'm all I'm just thinking if you have if if you're playing against the Towers list, well, you can definitely do that, which I think is very solid. Or if you're playing against the Towers list where there's, like, one... Like, you only have Magneto on your side of the table versus your two people. You can blind obsess uh, Rogue and then force them to attack Rogue with Pardon Me Sugar. Or not Pardon Me Ah. Mind if I cut it. Yes. So I think it has flexibility. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, Mind If I Cut In is a, is a pretty pretty good card. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, how uh, often you would pair it with... Blind Obsession. Um, Blind Obsession is obviously a great card. Oh, yeah. Um, so. I remember the days of you don't have priority, so you Blind Obsess on one side of the table and Doom Prophecy on the other side of the table. Yeah. Yeah, when you have all you've got and field dressing and all this craziness. Yeah. The rapid fire characters. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of miss those days, but I also understand why they are gone. Yeah, that's the opposite of um, having a fun day at the shop, right? It depends on uh, who you are. 
Yeah, I've, I've done that to people at the shop before, and they have not had a good time. And I, I learned very quickly to not do that again. So, so there are certain people at my shop where we will both do that to each other, and it's just these throw haymakers back and forth at each other. Of like, yeah. hey, I will do this one round, and the next round they will do the exact same thing back at me. And that's a fun time. But like, if, if it's at all not on the same level, it is not a fun time. Yeah, that's that's been my experience too. Mm-hmm. No, you can't do it anymore, so yeah. who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so let's talk about restricted cards. Yeah. Um, what are your preferences? So I'll start with field dressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the X Men really love being next to each other with the leadership. Yeah, and they kind of like buddying up and. Uh, Field dressing is really, really great for that. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them are kind of squishy-ish. Uh, so medpack, I don't feel like it's as much value. Mm-hmm. Medpack, you really want characters like Black Panther or Thanos or Miles Morales that can you know, that take get damage, value out of their life. That take damage in increments of one and two rather than three right. and four. Exactly. Um, second card, Brace. Brace, yeah. A lot of the low physical defense outside of, you know, Beast and Rogue. Um, you know, Gene really does... Gene and Storm, Gwen, they really do not like things thrown at them. No. No, never. Um, uh, it's also cheap. X-Men are not known for being power flush. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and that brings me back to uh, my two favorite cards. Uh, first up, Mark for Death. Yeah, so uh, I... I am playing it in this. Yeah, it is such a good card, and it just um, does way more than you think it does. Yeah. Uh, Usually it's like if my opponent's playing Hulk, Blade, Miles, Black Cat, any of those characters, I just bring this card. Yeah. Doctor Strange, both of them, is another one. Hates it. Amazing. Spider-Man hates it. Yep. Um, I have used it in games just to turn Angela into a slow so she can't get to people. Yep. It it, it does way more than you expect it to. Also, when you have a lot of turret characters, you can shut stealth down on a lot of characters, and then you can just gun them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Mark for that's great. And then, uh, no matter the cost. Also a pretty good card. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know who I would play it on in this list in particular. Maybe Gene. Yeah, I think... Maybe... Oh, I'm sorry. X-23 plays that card fantastically. Yeah, X-23 plays it fantastically. I think Beast plays it really solidly. Um, And then I think, in a pinch, Ghost Spider loves it. When, when she needs to turn, Ghost Spider does not mind it at all. Maybe. I've maybe used her spender like twice ever. Mm-hmm. It's very rare. Um, oftentimes, she's just running around impact webbing, life savoring, web lining people. Yeah, that's a typical game with her. But, mm-hmm. but sometimes yeah. you get like the drive by spider technique. Yeah, and then also uh, rogue. Yes, rogue can play the card for sure. It just it does feel bad taking damage on rogue because she's so tough. Yeah. So it can uh, be a trade off. But it's. Anything that shortcuts the power math, I think, is exceptionally powerful. Yeah, X-Men have a lot of great spenders, too, some yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. So the card makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, what were some shout outs that you had on your list? Um, the boring, uh, the boring card that is just—it's kind of a whatever choice. Indomitable. Yeah. It's just there. Like, if you want to be competitive, play the card. Otherwise, ignore it. Yeah. Um, I really like disarm. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we, we opposite things. A little bit taller of a team. We're not playing wide, so we do have the chance to have priority. I think it loses a lot of value when you don't have priority. Yeah, I think you could run a four or five wide, depending on what you want to do with this, pretty easily. And we're seeing a lot more six wide as a thing because of Sam Spam. Right. I think six wide Web Warriors and six wide Guardians are very strong mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So yeah, I can 100% well. say bringing Disarm into the list. Yeah, I love Disarm because obviously your characters are grouped, so you can pay for the card. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, like I said, two different flanks, map B. Uh, you can uh, win a flank, or and then you can disarm the other flank simultaneously, and it's very good. Yeah. So that is 10 tactics cards. Do you have anything that might push one of the ones we were talking about out? Yeah, so I was going to bring up Mental Domination. Oh, we forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we definitely need Mental Domination. It's just yeah, I, I would just... Push out. Yeah, like, I would just push out Indomitable. I, I know Indomitable, like, if you're trying to be competitive, play the card. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the sake of this podcast, it's, it's we're not game. necessarily competitive here. Exactly. So that's why I'd rather just skip out on Indomitable. There, there has been a reason I've been called the Queen of Jank. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, mental domination is fantastic. Um, a lot of people don't know that it isn't in action. Yeah. So you can double attack with Gene and then play the card. Yeah. Um, it does a lot of damage, and you get to move the character. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, it is deceptively good. Um Again, I have played the I have played Traps List in Spider Foes. Um Yes. And and having the extra one Spider Foe adjustment on uh on mental domination can be super fun sometimes. <laughs> Great. Just because, like, I'm moving you off the point. I'm not actually going to attack you again because I'm just going to stay. I'm just going to move over here. But I need to move you off the point. So let's use. Oh, after the rerolls, you still have one defense left. Yeah, we roll that with Spider Foes affiliated. Uh, <laughs> yep, the full feels bad. Oh, it's so much. Fun. No blocks for you. Yeah. Um, and then was Children of the Atom part of the ten that you were considering? Uh, let me check. I currently don't have Children of the Atom in there. Okay, so let me let me double check. I have brace, disarm, field dressing, first class, mark for death, mental domination, no more mutants, to me my X Men, and what were the other two? So, oh, uh, mind if I cut in? And I have no matter the cost in there right now. Ah, uh, no matter the cost, fair. Yeah. Yep, I like those ten. Uh, I just do another small shout out in the in the same vein as Indomitable, and it would be sacrifice. Yes. That card has also, like, risen in popularity as time has gone on. Yeah, there's a lot of times where you're in a situation where it's like, if this character just doesn't die, win the game. Yeah. You can just play Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for the people at home, our full list is Ghost Spider, Storm, Domino, Beast, uh, Jean Grey, Rogue, X-23, Honey Badger, Medusa, Scarlet Witch. Our tactics cards are First Class, To Me, My X-Men. 
No more mutants. Mind if I cut in? Field dressing, brace for impact, mark for death, no matter the cost, disarm, and mental domination. For secures, we have Mutant Madman turns City Center into Lethal Amusement Park. Infinity Formula goes missing, and Demons Downtown has our comeuppance come due. And then for extracts, we have Fear Grips World as a worthy terrorized city, Montessi Formula found, and Mutant Extremists target U.S. Senators. That's it. The Beauties and the Beast. Very That's fun. what I'm naming it. That is a very fun list. Um, yeah. If people wanted to find you, where could they find you? Uh, so I spend a lot of time on the Danger Room Discord. It is free to everybody. It is not a Patreon-only thing. Um, I'm also now the fourth member of the Danger Room Discord. Uh, <laughs> I'm very uh, active in the online communities, and uh, you can just hit me up on Discord. My handle is my name. Nice. Very nice. And if you want to find me, I am Lexa White on all the MCP discords, Egypt on all the non-MCP discords. If you want to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash Lexa White. Uh, if you want to see me playing other things, uh, every most Saturday and Sunday mornings, I am at twitch.tv slash Games playing uh, custom Arkham Horror Card Game, which is always a fun time. And then every other Monday... I am at twitch.tv slash it's hacker Mike play uh, teaching my friends board games. Um, so yeah. And also because I keep forgetting to shout this out because I never have it up. Uh, I have an email address. If you want to email the show, email us at morlocksmcp at gmail.com. That's M O R L O C K S M C P at gmail.com. So yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having me. This was uh, very fun, and I hope people uh, play the list. X Men are really great. They reward a lot of. Uh, they reward more time invested into them, and uh, they have some issues, but you can still have a lot of fun out of them. For sure, and keep experimenting, people. <laughs>